I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 205. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Crowded House, the iconic Australian band returning to Aussie shores this month playing dates around the country, including co-headlining at Harvest Rock Festival. In today's episode, we're speaking with Liam Finn about being back on the road, contributing to the band's incredible legacy, and his knowledge of South Australian wines. Here we go. Our guest today is one member of iconic Australian band Crowded House. The well-decorated band has amassed countless ARIA and APRA awards over their 37-year history and are returning to Australian shores this month for a run of shows, including co-headlining Harvest Rock Festival in South Australia. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours from Crowded House, Liam Finn. Hello, sir. How are we? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. No worries. Uh, where Where are you joining us from at the moment? I'm in LA and it's the end of my day. My two kids are just fallen fast asleep and I'm having a very small but pleasurable ouzo. <laughs> well, look, I very much appreciate you ending your day chatting to us and uh, hopefully I won't keep you too long from the ouzo. I can I can appreciate yes. a good nightcap more than anyone else. So <laughs> We can do both. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Liam, yourself and the band... Uh, you're soon to be back on your way back to Australia uh, to complete some tour dates that originally began back in April. How are you feeling about coming back to, when I call it an adopted home, I'm not sure whether you might feel that it's an adopted home or whether we as Australians just tend to have a thing where we adopt any any member of the Finn family, we will just take in as one of our own. Well, I would consider Crowded House an Australian band and I was born in Melbourne. My brother was born in Melbourne. Nick's from Melbourne. So (laughs) you've got three out of the five of the band from Melbourne and they started the band, you know. So, yeah, I think you're right on there, really. Well, look, again, we we never like to kind of make those assumptions, but I am glad to hear that there's some uh, some strength in, in, in my thoughts. It's the modern Australian way is like, I know we do this a lot, but uh, you're Australian, right? (laughs) You're turning into a slightly New Zealand kind of, you're getting New Zealand traits now as Australians. A slightly self-deprecating or self-aware kind of thing, yeah. 100%. 100%. Oh, I think I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's it's about time we took on some of those traits. <laughs> um, 
I, as, as I mentioned, this tour started, or oh, uh, it did start back in April. Um, myself and my wife were very lucky to be, I think, at what was the first show of the tour. We were in the Adelaide um, audience for that show, which was a brilliant return back to the stage. How has it been? Because I know that you've kind of been on the road since, but how has it been this year playing shows here and there and everywhere? Um, it's been pretty joyous, really. I mean, we had obviously a t- couple of years there with not much going on. We made a record and we're hoping to tour it. So when we finally got to Australia, it was a, you know, it was, a, it was a, a release, you know, and a lot of tension leading up to it. You know, we were sort of in the heights of um, the, you know, dare I mention it, COVID peaks in New Zealand and then, and, and kind of Australia as well. So we were, there was a lot of um, anxiety to be able to leave New Zealand, like to not get sick before leaving, to be able to get on that flight and then to get to Australia. And then we had a couple of weeks that we self-imposed kind of quarantine before the tour. And we actually started recording a new album during that time. We sort of made the most of it and which we're actually in the midst of finishing off right now. So it's kind of in some ways bookended quite well with this sort of second um, Australian tour but this one feels a lot less tense going into it than the last one did, especially after having the experience of um, the tour being derailed by what we were trying so desperately to avoid. Um, you know, we're certainly not going into it with any nonchalance or, you know, flippancy, but we're I get a lot less anxious about it after getting a few more shows under our belt and doing the European tour and kind of, I don't know, figuring out the the new protocols and new way to make touring work and stuff like that. And we had a great tour in the UK and Europe over the Northern Hemisphere summer. So we're quite excited to kind of pick up where we left off there and come back and play some of the same places and a lot of new places that we didn't do on the last tour of Australia and with these, uh, with our new chops that we've got because <laughs> we've got new chops. Well, I, I, yeah, I guess I kind of, I wanted to touch a little bit on the, the European tour and I guess the first part was what has changed or what you might have noticed almost in real time because, as you mentioned, it was uh, earlier in, in the year that those shows originally happened and I imagine, and I could be very wrong, but the protocols from April to now have even changed. I think that when the tour first started, you had to be in a separate bubble from middle kids who were the support band at the time. Um, and then I'm wondering yeah, if, if that's changed, whether you're able to interact with people backstage now or what has progressed since that first initial run of shows. Um, I guess it remains to be seen a little bit. I mean, I think we're going to go into it with the same level of seriousness that we did the first one, you know, because obviously um, nobody wants to get sick and it's still out there. But we're also have kind of, I guess, through experience figured out what works for us as a band as far as, you know, on that tour we weren't meeting up with anybody. We literally didn't see anybody outside of the core band and our tour manager for that entire trip. We, we did... Uh, hang out with the middle kids six feet apart or something. <laughs> <laughs> day, we took a photo together and, you know, but so it might not be quite like that. I don't know. You know, it, it, I feel like it's always developing and always changing, but, you know, 
I think we'll get to at least relax a bit more on this tour. And we've got a few new things. Um, you know, we've brought these, some uh, Greek musician friends of ours that we've met over in Greece um, over the last eight years or so. And um, they're going to be part of this tour. And I'm pretty sure we're at least going to be able to intermingle with them. And, you know, there's also a few, um, you know, that the show in Adelaide is going to be, a kind of a, a pretty social festival, I'm, I'm assuming. But the good thing about festivals is they're largely outdoors. So I don't know, without lingering too long on it, I feel like everybody's getting a bit more used to this new era of touring and, you know, the risks that you're willing or not willing to take. I don't know, it's a really, it's a really tricky one because it sucks when you're in a band and, you know, someone's a bit more... Um, carefree than others and the rest of you sort of stare them out if they're not wearing a mask you know like <laughs> it becomes like a you know like in families i think you know it becomes actually kind of like a psychological um hurdle it is i imagine that it can be almost like a, a very fine juggling act in the fact that especially with a with a band as established as crowded house you yourself liam have been playing music for the last 20 years um your dad and um, and uh, Nick and everyone else have been doing it for for decades longer, and so there's almost like these inbuilt, um, I guess just just normalities on tour, and then to kind of have to rebuild that or not have to, I guess, have to change your behaviour almost in a way to make sure that everyone's safe, everyone's touring well. Um, but let's let's not focus too much on COVID. Um, uh, you mentioned before that you were in Europe over their, their summer. I think having a look at some of the festivals that you guys got to play, there was footage from, I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's going to be, I think it's Pukulpop? Pukulpop? Well, I think there's two of them, but we did Pink Pop. Maybe that's the same thing. I should I have gone know. with that I'm one. Honest. I should have gone with that <laughs> one. They're much easier yeah. to pronounce. <laughs> Pukulpop sounds familiar. Maybe that's just the, the Dutch version. <laughs> Um, yeah, it might be another uh, variation of that festival, but I saw some footage from Pink Pop then, um, and there was some incredible footage from Glastonbury where um, you guys got to play the Pyramid Stage and had thousands and thousands of people singing back to you. I was wondering, I guess, now that you are back out and in the world touring, has there been something from the last year, a touring memory that stands out more than the others that kind of is a is a, a beacon in than what's been the, the last year. Yeah, I mean, I think that that, you know, the New Zealand tour we did last year was amazing because it was the first time we'd played since everything. The Australian tour was a whole other level because it was Australia and there was so much building up to it. And then Europe was kind of a um, quite a euphoric thing. We, 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 actually, we had a lot of um, things go wrong in our on our tour on but not so much in the shows that, that tour was like a haphazard clusterfuck if i could say that <laughs> um in some ways but but some of the shows we did were just completely next level and we started hearing ourselves as a band play um with a looseness and i mean that in a good way like a a, a comfortable looseness and um a, a really musical way that we hadn't reached yet and certainly shows like pink pop it's probably one of my most memorable live shows i've ever done we sort of went out there and it was you know middle of the day four o'clock or something like that really hot day but this massive audience but it was one of those ones where the first note that we played 
sounded right and it kind of just went well from that moment and you could almost forget about concentrating and stuff like that and that was a really um, special kind of moment for all of us because we realised that we could kind of take shows whatever direction we chose and that was kind of always a big thing with Crowded House, you know, watching them grow up is that they would go on such strange tangents banter-wise or musically with jams and stuff like that and and that's something that I think that is still really true to us as a band now and that in the spirit of it and stuff is to be able to kind of not take ourselves too seriously. We're not out there trying to make our name or, you know, be noticed. So we're just really enjoying ourselves and, um, you know, having making up songs on the spot and stuff. And, <laughs> and that Pink Pop show was really a moment of that where we kind of were doing that in front of a lot of people. And it works. You know, I think people respond to the human aspect of not taking yourself too seriously and having a bit of fun and, and certainly Glastonbury, my son got up and danced and screamed into the mic and, you know, it's just good to make the most of these moments because, as we've seen in the last couple of years, they can be taken away from you so quickly. 100%. I would, um, I think it was, yeah, there was a moment in the Adelaide show where there was a bit of a jam or I think there was a bit of a free free form um, guitar solo, I think from maybe yourself, which I had seen Crowded House previously, I think, uh, I want to say 10 years ago in a different iteration, maybe 13 years ago. Um, and it did seem that there was a looseness, a bit more of a relaxed nature to it. And that's to say Crowded House was already a bit of a relaxed band. So <laughs> with the, I guess, the last few years, the lineup for the band has changed. And as you mentioned, that there is there is no pressure. You're not a new band coming out to prove anything. Um, for a number of people who might be listening and might not be aware, yourself and Elroy, your brother, uh, in the last few years joined Crowded House as official members. Um, Mitchell Froome, uh, who previously worked with the band as well, did as um, joined the band as well. I'm, I'm wondering for you, having been obviously very close to the band for a number of years, as everyone knows, Neil Finn is, is your father, but um, now being inside the bubble, what has that kind of... Uh, journey been like in terms of being on the outside to now being part of and one of the main contributing songwriters? Um, it's been amazing. I mean, it's, it on one hand feels really natural and kind of like it was written in hindsight now, you know, it's, it, it has felt pretty, uh, I don't want to say normal cause it feels unique. You know, um, I'm really appreciating the fact that I'm in a band with not only, you know, my father and my brother, but with Nick, who I grew up with as like an uncle, and then Mitchell, who's someone I, I didn't necessarily know as well coming into this. I always knew him because he was a big part of my dad's life and the band and stuff like that. But I, I probably saw him fleetingly on visits to LA or when they were recording and stuff. Um, but to get to know Mitchell and then to get to be in a band with someone with that experience and... Um, and, you know, who's, you know, we're a band that spans the ages from 32 to 69, so it's a pretty unique band to be in. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it actually feels like any band I've ever been in. We're, you know, we still are making stupid jokes with each other constantly and <laughs> we've all got a little band text thread that's sending each other stupid stuff. You know, like it, it just feels like, I, I feel like um, bands are sort of ageless, really, and... 
and also Mitchell hasn't really been in he's been in the Latin Playboys who are an amazing band but he was never he was a producer so he's having his first experience of being in a band and I don't know it's a, it's really it's really um, pretty amazing and I'm really enjoying the uniqueness of this you know makeup of people and everyone in our crew as well are really amazing people we've got a pretty you know I think maybe especially with the last few years I I haven't appreciated um, getting to make music and getting to be around um, all these people as much as I ever have. You know, this is, this is, a, it feels like a pretty cool. Um Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The right combination of legacy stuff, think songs that we want to play well for people who have formed memories and grown up on these songs, but also feel like we could do anything we wanted and take it wherever we wanted and we're making new music. And, yeah, it's pretty it's, – it's definitely got its own um, allure to it. <laughs> that is a very uh, – uh, I think that's a very well put way, uh, very well worded way, sorry to to put that. What was the original conversation like? Was it that uh, your dad and Nick came to speak to yourself and Elroy? Was it brought up over a few drinks? How did it kind of just evolve into to what has what occurred? Uh, it was a phone call to kind of dad called to sort of touch on it or sort of feel it out. He, he seemed, he was quite nervous, I think. And like, <laughs> I, th- I, I expect that he might've almost thought that me and Elroy would be like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Or, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, he, he seemed, you know, quite um, coy in his approach. But when he brought it up, I think after the experience that he'd had on the road with Fleetwood Mac and playing, those classic songs with a band that were like a real band band, you know, a, a band of characters and everyone has their role and it tells a story. And I think it made him look back on Crowded House and appreciate what that meant and what it means to people and the relationship he has with Nick. And um, and he wanted to make that feel vital again. And so the natural progression was of making it feel exciting and, and we'd, we'd made a record together just before that and we'd been playing as a family band with mum on bass and Hellroy on drums and me and dad, we'd done a European tour. It was probably the most fun tour that we'd ever had. It was just really magical. And so he 
it was sort of a natural conclusion. So I, I, when he sort of explained it, it, it made total sense. And yeah, it just, I don't know, it really fit into to, to where we were all at musically. And, you know, I've, I've obviously made some solo records and I'm still making music as a solo artist, but I've having kids and having a bit more of a, a life where I don't get to be as obsessive as I used to be on making one thing. This was a really welcoming um, prospect because we get to collaborate and get to be part of something and, you know, things move faster and you can finish things quicker when you have a team of people all with the same goal in mind and stuff. So it's, it's worked out really well. And I think creatively it's worked out especially well for all of us. Yeah. I would 100% agree with that. I think, um, that the well it obviously kind of did work in terms of that the the tour is one to be able to go out and, and see people and that people want to see crowded house but there is also a i think it was the i want to say seventh studio record by crowded house um that dreamers are waiting and how i guess from that other aspect of, of joining a, a, i want to say a legacy band and, and kind of being able to step into this role now for you as a songwriter, because as I mentioned before, you've been writing songs for almost 20 years. I think people here in Australia know you as Liam Finn, a solo artist. Um, for those people around my age, they would know Betcha Duper. Um, it is, I feel like we, we've been with Liam Finn for, for a number of years, stepping into the band and then contributing to a Crowded House album. I think it was Good Night Everyone that you wrote uh, just yourself on this record? Yeah. Yeah. What was that, I guess, experience yeah, like yeah. being able to contribute to the canon? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was kind of in some ways, I think what Dad was angling for was that we can use this as a vehicle to put our best work to, you know, I think, um, you know, I, it wasn't even so much like a let's just see what we make together. It was like let's put together the best. Like I had at that point when we started making that record, I had been um, – I'd just finished making a soundtrack for this film and I hadn't really been writing songs for a while, but I had this one thing lurking around and when I brought it – like it was kind of brought up in the um, pre-production of Dreamers Are Waiting of like, you know, has anyone got any – songs or we should we should really just like listen to everything everyone's got and I just sort of had a verse which was the good night everyone verse and Elroy had a little um his one as well and and I think um when we I think you like like even with dad songs you play them through with crowded house as a band and you sort of hear which ones I think I had a couple other little things as well but that one I knew that Nick would play well I knew that it you know I, I you, you don't know until you try it, but you can kind of have a sense of what's going to be, um, you know, a, a, a good dynamic for that band to play. And as soon as we played Goodnight Everyone, it was kind of like, oh, well, that's got a vibe. Like it was kind of an not unfinished song, but kind of new, kind of hear its vibe from the get-go. And the same with Elroy's one. Like as soon as we were playing the, you know, um, I'm quite fond of his one, so I'm excited talking about it. But as soon as we were playing the little like guitar riff, it had a sort of nostalgia about it that felt really exciting for Crowded House to be playing. But yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense in 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 the way that a band 
as a band. You know, you bring songs to the table and some stick and some don't and you've got to not be too precious and not be <laughs> um, hurt by it kind of thing. But we're equally as cutting with Dad's songs as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's really cool. And, I mean, the same, we're making a new record at the moment and, it, you know, we, we've got quite a lot of songs but Dad's always sort of throwing it open to whatever comes up, you know, whether it even be a jam that we have that turns into something or a whole song someone's already kind of finished and brings to the table. I think, you know, you always know in your gut what is fitting the record and what fits the band. And, yeah, like I said, I think it just makes you feel like a real band. 100%. I'm, I'm curious, with the, the mention of new music, can we expect to possibly maybe hear any new songs on this um, on this tour and at Harvest Rock Festival? Yeah, I think possibly. I mean, we've got, it's sort of a, a 70% done kind of record and we're after the Australian tour, we're hoping to go back to New Zealand and finish it off. So there's a few songs that we've already tracked that sound like if we played live a bit, we might even sort of take it to a new level. So the only way to do that is to introduce it into the live set. And so I think there's a few songs that we would like to start playing, but, you know, we want to also play certain songs of Dreamers Are Waiting and it's easy, you know, you also don't want to bombard people with too many new <laughs> songs. And we're pretty conscious of making the best possible show, but, yeah, I think definitely we'll be playing a few new ones, yeah. That's very exciting to hear. Um, as we've mentioned, as well as the tour, there is the appearance at Harvest Rock Festival in Adelaide. We are an Adelaide-based podcast, so we will be seeing you there um, mid-November. The festival is being billed as a, I want to say, it, it's almost like a bit of a music festival for adults. It seems like it's a little bit more relaxed. The lineup is Crowded House, Jack White, uh, Krungbin, Sam Fender, um, some incredible international um, and and local artists as well, and also a lot of culinary and South Australian um, uh, artisan wares and, and food and drink, if you will. Um, Liam, I'm curious, I imagine you've been to South Australia a few times. Are you very well versed in the wine of South Australia? Yes. I've certainly drank a fair bit of South Australian wine. We played a show on the Neil and Liam Ventura at a winery, and I wish I could remember which winery. It's bad that I don't, but we blur together. But, um, and we, we had some delicious wine there, that's for sure. Um, so, yes. But, yeah, to be honest, like I'm... I like my wines, but sometimes some of the South Australian ones, they, they, they knock me for six a bit. They, they're pretty big. They're big wines. Yes, I would um, I would agree with that. For some reason, we do tend to make quite a lot of full-bodied and strong wines, <laughs> um, which will be at, a, at harvest as well for people to kind of try. I think there's a few different wine bars as well, so hopefully you'll be able to um, get out and try those. Uh, is there anyone on the lineup that you're kind of hoping that you can kind of catch or, or see while, you, while you're there? Um, definitely. I mean, it's a pretty great lineup. I'd have to have a look at it to refresh my memory, but I think Alex Cameron's playing and I haven't seen him play and we've, we've talked a bit 
over FaceTime and the phone. And I've met him once. I've only met him once, but we have a lot of mutual friends. So I'm looking forward to sort of getting to hang out with him and see him play. Um, there's a few Kiwis on the bill. I think Marlon Williams is on the bill. Yes. Um, yep. Krungbun would be pretty cool to see live. I mean, it's a pretty good lineup. I'd like, you know, I'm hoping that we get to hang out and see a lot of stuff, but I don't, I don't know because I'll, again, will be probably pretty strict. It's an outdoor festival. Yes, it, yeah. That, that's always on our side in a social sense with <laughs> touring. So outdoors is good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I think it is going to be an incredible, incredible festival. Um, we are very much looking forward to seeing yourselves uh, there. Liam, lastly, we would usually ask our guests um, what they're currently listening to, if there is anything that is on a high rotation for yourself. Um, well, I got to go and see um, Grace Jones play a couple of weeks ago at the Hollywood Bowl, um, which was absolutely amazing. So I've been listening a lot to Grace Jones, and I'll just grab it quickly. With the, uh, the classic album cover. Oh. <laughs> this is and I can see I only had to pay $3 for this classic album. That's um, so good. in very good condition. But no, that's been, um, that's been on high, high rotate beforehand and ever since. That is a very solid choice. We, um, we, we recently had um, Lauren from Churches on the podcast, I believe, as a support act that night. Yeah, 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 and she was saying it was an incredible concert. So um, I, I think that everyone's going through a bit of a, a Grace Jones phase at the moment. But Liam, once again, thank you uh, so much for coming onto the podcast. We're very much looking forward to seeing you at Harvest Rock. But uh, yeah, thank you again. Cheers. Take care. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Liam Finn and Crowded House for their time. Harvest Rock Festival is going down on the 19th and 20th of November in South Australia, and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy a ticket. We also want to give a huge shout out to Jerry and Layla at Scrabble PR for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning, and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.